0: Welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast with Kevin and Chuck. Today we're going to talk beekeeping. Um, A lot of you guys have uh, been requesting uh, we get into beekeeping, and honestly, it's not something that Kevin and I are uh, experts at. So we did a lot of research. We talked to some beekeepers, actual people in the business, in the system and got some of the lowdown. Um we also I bought a book that's usually my uh method of operation on these things. And uh we did some research. So uh Kevin, you're going to tell us a little bit about the history of beekeeping, is that right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Egyptians were doing it 4500 uh BC. All right. And uh you know, I didn't realize this but they found a they found a uh Fossilized bee inside uh, amber from a hundred million years ago, like Jurassic Park style. Nice. So I'm thinking that you know they said it's basically exactly the same as the bees today. So what you're saying is
0: you actually want to be buried in a like a coffin filled with honey?
1: Amber. I think that's tree sap, isn't it? Amber oh. is from.
0: Oh, so this has nothing stab. to do with what
1: I was saying. Okay. No. no. All right. Uh. But I mean hypothetically we could extract the genes of that bee All
0: right. and
1: have a new like Jurassic Park with yeah, bees. With bees. Alright, so they yeah um there's about twenty thousand different species of bees. That's a lot. I didn't realize that. It's a lot of bees.
0: No, I, I just know about. There's the kind that can sting you once, and then their stinger stays in you, and they die. Right. And those are honeybees, and they're good. <laughs> and then there's the kind that just keeps stinging you over and over again. Yeah, those are
1: wasps. They're not even and not even bees. They're not fun at all. <laughs> all right. So it says that one third of our uh, the crops in the United States are are Pol- pollinated by pollinated bees. by bees. Right. Now so, it's only honeybees that do the pollinating, or oh, all kinds of bees do pollinating. Only honeybees make the honey though. Now, what about wasps? Do they pollinate? They don't pollinate. They don't do shit. They, they just, just sting eat things. Yeah, and, and they and eat dead dig meat. holes and shit? Yeah. Okay. They're nasty assholes.
0: All right. Just wanted to be sure, make sure we're all clear on that. Mm-hmm. Now, you said you're going to go through the list of 20,000 feet. Yeah, I've got the
1: list of 20,000 types of species. All right. So everybody get at home get comfortable <laughs> pull up a chair. <laughs> we got a lot to get through today <laughs> Yeah but there's a uh, there's uh, specific types of, of bee that is best suited for your specific uh, needs. Okay so there's a uh, there's uh, European honeybees. those are generally what what uh, people use. okay they, uh, great at producing honey. They're very uh gentle, you know, they don't attack on like the drop channel. of a hat. And they're great at pollinating. Okay. So it's all around a good bee. Um Italian bees are good. Uh same thing. They're they're gentle, good at producing honey. Um uh they survive in cold weather real well. So that's something to keep in mind if you're up north. Um now there's uh carniola bees. I don't know about those. Uh, they build up. They they build up quickly in the spring. They're pretty good. Uh, pretty good type of bee. And Iberian bees are the ones that I've been uh, looking into. Apparently, they're really good uh, in dry climates, deserts, and things like that. Spain mm-hmm. and France has a lot. Uh, the problem is that they're like super assholes. Yeah. If you're coming out towards the hive in your bee costume, they just start ta- attacking you immediately. They know what's coming, and they're going to get you as soon as they can. So you got to be really careful with them, but they produce a lot of honey for for something that's in, you know, in a really dry area, you know. So that's uh most bees can't can't do that. Can't produce much
0: without without water,
1: water right there.
0: Yeah, I didn't realize one of the key things to beekeeping is they're like, "Oh, you're going to need a good water source." Right. One of the stories I actually heard was uh that If you don't provide your bees with a good water source, they're going to find their own water source. And that may be your neighbor's swimming pool. Yeah. And, you know, if you're close proximity to people, like I said, you got to provide or they're going to go take somebody else's. And when their water source is your swimming pool, they're not friendly bees. No. Turns out usually if they're around water is when they're annoyed.
1: Right, right. Yeah, you don't want you don't want their water source to be your swimming pool or anybody's swimming pool. Anybody's swimming you want pool. Want their own little right. little spot. And you know, just another thing to keep in mind if you're getting into beekeeping. If you start beekeeping and any of your neighbors kids get stung by a wasp or any other bee or anything it's your fault you're because you've cool. got the bees.
0: Well, the trick is to be a little stealthy. Mm. And not have
1: your whole neighborhood know that you have the bees. Right. That's. Uh, I think that's a good. Uh, good suggestion for just now. Bees
0: usually they they work in like a two mile square radius. Right. So, you know, most people don't own two square miles.
1: Right. Yeah. They'll travel up to a, a a mile away from their hive to to search. That's out why bees. they
0: say it's pretty much impossible to have organic honey Mm -hmm. because that means you have to control two miles around your hive every direction and know that nobody uses pesticides or anything on anything Mm -hmm. or, you know, they're like, well, maybe out of the rainforest you can have organic honey, right? But it's never truly organic. And if anybody tells you, I have local honey and it's organic, They're lying to you Mm -hmm. Unless Unless you live
1: in the rainforest You live
0: in the rainforest Or they owned a two mile square And the bee's right in the middle So Mm
1: -hmm. Yep Alright so uh, Let's talk about some basic one on one with bees Alright There's basically three main types of bees In your hive Okay Uh, You've got the queen bee Generally lives about four years It doesn't do anything except for have sex, eat, and lay eggs. It doesn't even eat. It gets fed, so it consumes. It doesn't actually even eat. So All right. that's it. There's just one per hive, and uh, then there's the worker bees. And what do they do? They do everything, basically. Um, cleaning and feeding the, the brood, the larva. Um, grooming, grooming and feeding the queen. Uh, defend they defend the colony they're the ones that uh, that are generally stinging you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and they're the ones that forage and collect the the nectar and and produce the, the honey. All right um, Then there's the drone bees And what do they do? They sound like Star Wars kinda Kinda well, well kind of more like gigalos. They
0: mm-hmm. don't
1: do anything except to have sex with the queen. really they got they live the good life. The good life, mm, except once they have uh, sex with the queen bee, that's it. Um, it rips their intestines out; they turn inside out and die. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, it
0: always comes at a price. It's you know that that's the thing.
1: <laughs> yep, you want to get laid, man. It's never cheap. All right, I would say an expensive dinner is better than getting your guts turned inside out. But I mean, you know, who am I to judge?
0: Exactly, you know, that sex drive when you're young, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. So, all right. So, let's uh, let's talk about the, the hives. Okay. What are you going to do with them?
0: So, well, all right. Well, let's just say we want, We decide, all right, I want to get into beekeeping. Mm-hmm. Kevin and Chuck have me so inspired that I'm going to go out and get hot. I think the first question everybody asks is, what's it going to cost me? Right. Um. And then I guess it's going to be, what kind of equipment do I need? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're going to tell us what kind of hives we can purchase. Right now, so what? what you hear on uh, what? It, what is it going to cost? Because I heard wildly different answers yeah. from Insanely every person different. I talked to. Mm-hmm. I heard anywhere from two hundred to two thousand.
1: Right to get started.
0: To get started. Yeah. And I was told you absolutely have to spend two thousand dollars by a guy with
1: beehives and mm-hmm. the whole
0: thing. It's like, there's yeah. no way without $2,000.
1: Yeah, I was doing some of the pricing on my my own, just pricing out okay. the equipment and different things, kind of doing tally. Now, I don't know exactly that I got every piece of equipment you need, but with the bee, bee suit, the boxes, the frames that go in the boxes that the bees live on, the smoker. Uh, everything three fifty. I'm yeah, about three fifty. I think you that's can, you can get started.
0: That's what I I've been getting the the gist of is about mm-hmm. three fifty, um, and that's all new stuff.
1: Right, that's not right. any and use. It's, it's not, not hard your to boxes. Find new stuff. There's a lot of people right. that that do bees for five ten years and then just don't don't bother anymore.
0: But three fifty sounds like about right. Um, you can get bees. Um, believe it or not, you can go get a swarm. Now, what you really want to do when you get into this hobby, obviously, you're not basing everything you know about bees on this podcast.
1: Yeah, get, a, get yourself a If book. that's
0: the case, you might be making a mistake.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I'm told there's a lot of bee clubs yep. that they recommend joining, mm-hmm. um, hanging out, talking to people. Uh, you may want to, you know, hang out with somebody who knows, but then... When you're actually getting bees, Mm -hmm. um, I was told that you can go get a swarm. You can get on like a swarm list. Right, right. Uh, Exterminators have these lists. They said exterminators are great because they want to not kill them. They want to do something with them. And believe it or not, I was told if you call the local fire department. They can put you on kind of a list mm-hmm. for, oh, somebody called and said there's a swarm and whatever. Right. So that's something, you know, you might want to do. But I might be getting a little ahead of ourself, mm-hmm. myself, something. Right. But so what kind of equipment are we talking about?
1: Well, uh, you're going to need the hives. You're going to need the uh, hives and frames. Okay. Uh, you're going to need now, So that's
0: like your, your rectangle box looks like a crate.
1: Right. And they typically have 10... Frames 10 frames in that there. Slide yep, that slide into it? Slide in. Yep. Okay. And uh, you're going to want a smoker. Okay. Uh, they say get a large quality smoker. It's worth it. Uh, cool, dense smoke calms the bees down. And that's, uh, that's all you need for that. Hive tool, which basically just breaks the frames apart. Okay. And, um, you know, it'll help you open the boxes and and pull the frames up and do all the stuff you have to do. All right. Uh, Then the bee suit. You want full bee suit.
0: All right. Now, I was told absolute minimum you want the netting over your head. Yeah. Um, Because they said, you know, anybody who's not allergic, you're all right getting stung. You're even all right getting stung a lot of times. Not usually a big deal. But if you get stung in your ears, the mouth, the nose,
1: yeah, those can, can be dramatic, ears.
0: quick, you right. know, big deal. They um, say that
1: soft, soft flesh like the on, around your face is what swells up the most, and that's why it's dangerous. So yeah,
0: that that's a minimum right there. Now you know some people, you know, whatever. I'm not going to tell you what to do. It's your life. Mm-hmm. But just the same,
1: yep, you might want to with the bee suit. You want to you want. Long gloves—they call them okay. gauntlet gloves. That basically the gloves, and they fold up over your sleeves. Okay. So they can't get in your sleeves. And you also want to be conscientious about your feet, because they'll go after. Once one bee stings, the rest of them are attracted to that same spot.
0: Oh. So nice. then
1: you're—they're going to be going up your pant leg, and you're going to have bees in your pants, and nobody wants that.
0: Nobody wants bees. I actually have a story about bees in the pants. Yeah. Yeah. So. There's a comedian girl who ended up being a little crazy, but mm-hmm. I heard uh, her on the Mother Earth News podcast and I don't know the lady's name, so I don't know what to tell you. Shame on me, but mm-hmm. let me tell you her story anyway. So she's like, "Oh, my dad's the tough guy and goes out and we go swarming with him and whatever." And he ends up uh she he never wears the bee suit or whatever. So she's like, well, I'm cool, so I'm out there, and I wear the bee suit, but I'm wearing flip-flops. Okay. And see, this kind That's of fits really where mistake. you were going, right? So, And the guy's nothing. He's mm-hmm. just whatever. So they go to get a swarm, you know, mm-hmm. that they somebody called them, and, oh, can you come get this? No problem. So they put the box there, and they're scooping the bees in, and the whole swarm just drops right on her feet nice so she's like "Ah," getting a little panicky you know starting to get paranoid and her dad's just like helping her and scooping it up and she's staying calm and it's all working out and they just go all over her dad's jeans and crawling up his pant legs and up Mm -hmm. his legs and she's the one in the you know in the flip-flops but uh So she's like, I'm waiting for him to scream and whatever. And he's always tough and whatever and nothing. He scoops it all up and finishes it. And it's like, all right, well, I have to go take care of something and walks around the house. So she's like, I follow him thinking I'm going to find him over there, freak it out, you know? And sure enough, he's on the phone with her mom. Oh, you know, check on the cows and whatever and nothing. And then she goes, But the next day I uh, I go to him and I'm like, How how did you not have a problem? And he's like, Well they got me a little bit. I pulled about fifty stingers out of my legs. Oh. So, you know, you just a suit is a good idea. I know it's cool to be tough.
1: Yeah, but I've been stung by bees. You've it's, been we've all been stung by bees. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't
0: feel good. It's not, it's fun. not something
1: you want.
0: Yeah. Um, they do say like when you're collecting a swarm, Mm -hmm. the, uh, the queen gives off a uh, hormone that calms them all because they want to go and carry as much honey. Like when they're moving out to their new location, Mm -hmm. a swarm is basically when you have a beehive and it gets so large that the queen's like, you know what? I'm going to take half of you and, and go find a new place. Right. Cause this isn't good. So what they do is they take up enough honey to go find a new location and start out and be okay. Mm -hmm. So all these bees are loaded up with honey and the queen is giving off a hormone to keep everybody calm and focused so they can do what they need to do. So typically they will, uh, you know, move all together and calmly and whatever. Now the thing is though, if a swarm, left the hive a while ago and it's getting later in the season, Mm -hmm. then they might not be so calm and it might not be so good. Right. So you want to be like early spring. Usually a swarm is going to be cool, Mm -hmm. but you come to, you know, June or July, August, something like that. Right. You might not want to just walk up and be like, yeah, they're going to be chill. It's a swarm. Don't Mm -hmm. worry about it. But I did hear stories of uh, people can, like, reach into a swarm and feel around for the queen. Yeah. And I'm like, that's crazy. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I can pick up the queen and put her in the box and the rest rest of the bees bees will go and it all works out. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, yeah." that doesn't sound like something I'm into. Yeah.
1: You see you know, the guy with the uh, the bees, the beard of bees. The and, beard
0: of bees? Yeah, no, no, that's not
1: you? No, I'm not going to no, try that No, I grow my beard
0: natural, thank you. <laughs> um, so, all right. So we're getting a little off uh, where I was heading. So we are talking about equipment. Mm-hmm. and But I just, you know, swarms kind of, you got to get the bees. Right. Um, like I said, you, you can, can go them too, purchase the them. They used to do them through the mail. I think you still can. But pretty much you want to buy them from like a place that has them is more that like a local, you know, or somewhere you can drive and go pick them up. If you're not you know, going to go look for a swarm, Um, I would think that if you uh, ended up connecting with a club or a local, uh, you know, bee guy, then you'd probably be all right and be able to hook up with, you know, him getting you bees or finding bees. Maybe it's a her. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway. All right. So, right, so we got a, a suit. Yeah,
1: we've got the smoker, and we got a swarm, and we got a swarm. Let's talk about hives. All right, we got the uh, Langstroth hive. Yes, um, it's the most common hive. Frames are spaced exactly three eighths of an inch apart. Okay, that that basically ensures that the bees aren't going to build, uh, you know, wax or anything in between that stick together. Right. But it's still close enough that the bee can go from one frame to the next without having to fly or anything. It can just step from one side to the other. Um, yeah, just make sure they don't bridge the gap with uh, with wax.
0: Yeah, I mean that's and that's the thing. So maybe back to the beginning. Um, the time commitment with bees is not huge. Mm-hmm. Um, typically. Like once every two weeks you need to be out there and and in it, you know, unless you're you're harvesting honey. You really can't go any longer than that. But it doesn't have to be crazy.
1: Yeah, it's not a daily. The reason
0: you're going in there every two weeks is just what Kevin's saying, is they'll start to build crazy things and you wanna check on the healthier bees. Right. Which is a weird thing to kind of figure out, but they end up they get like mites. Mm -hmm. And things like that. And Kevin had mentioned earlier that, you know, some of the bees do grooming. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. Like some bees are a lot more common. You know, he talked about the different types. Some bees will really groom each other and take care of each other. And other bees, not so much. But the other ones might, lay, you know, produce more honey. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, so everything's a trade-off. Or they might be more aggressive. Right. Or, you know, so you got to find the balance
1: that, you know, works in your uh, constraints here. Mm Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, and then there's the the Daddent hive. It's basically exactly the same, except the the spacing in between the the frames inside the box is a lot bigger. Okay. Now, everything else um, are very specific types of hives, not commonly used. Uh, there, if you're in strange locations, you know, uh, extremely cold weather or right. things like that, but you know, that's a uh, very specific to your area. Right. So you might want to do a little bit of, bit of searching people that do beekeeping in your area, see what they're using. Um, but you're pretty safe with the, the Langstroth hive. Yeah. Usually
0: they recommend that's where you want to start out. Right. And then they said, you know, usually if you're somebody brave enough to do beekeeping, you might, you know, want to expand and try different things, but mm-hmm. start out with the basics, traditional, that we know work, and then, you know, expand from there, you know, once you're a little more familiar and and confident with things. Yeah. All right, let's say you've
1: got your hive, you've got your equipment. Okay. You don't have your bees yet, you're looking for where to put the, hive, the hives at. All right. So where in your s- yard do you want it? So... Uh, You know, you can do hives in a city. You can do them, you know, country, rural, urban. Either one is is fine for bees. A lot of people do them on uh, rooftops inside of cities. Um, Hives should be within one mile of a good source of nectar. So you want to have flowers around. But you don't necessarily need to have them in a field of flowers. Right. For the now,
0: when you're thinking, like you're you might be saying, you know, Chuck, I'm listening to this podcast because I have a little interest in, you know, maybe doing bees. And I want to figure this out. What are some of the steps I could take right now to help make that dream come true? Mm-hmm. And I say plant flowers. There you go. You know, you really need a nice source. Now you can go online and do a Google search and figure out what flowers are going to be the best in your area for bees, and you know what's going to grow there. But you'd bet definitely oh, they need something to be pollinating and find their
1: source. Right, right. Well, let's run through a couple for of nectar. Them. Like
0: oh, you uh, have some
1: bee balm. Oh, good one. Bee balm, um, daffodils, heather, yeah. lavender. Lemon balm, which my entire yard is filled with now. I, nice. Something happened, and I've just been overrun. Overrun. Rosemary, sage, and wild rose are some of the best. Those are some of the best flowers to have. Nice. Um, so that's, I mean, that's a good good starter kit there. And those are all, I mean, they're all decent f- uh, flowers to have in your yard. They don't right. look bad. So I want to make sure that um, your beehive is kind of in the shade. It doesn't. You don't want direct sun all day long, but you don't want it under trees either. Uh, it should be sheltered from the wind, and uh, you don't want to put it inside a forest. I don't know why this is, but uh, they say no forest hollows. They said the the things I heard were, um, one like
0: we mentioned the cold, and we talked about that. They said bees can actually handle really cold weather. Mm -hmm. Um, They actually rotate the hive and they cycle in and out to, you know, who's on outside and inside Mm -hmm. in order to stay alive. But they really can't handle the wind like you just mentioned. Right. You can't be in a windy area. Um, They really don't like water. So Mm -hmm. you're going to need a nice, you know, shelter. But here's the thing. No wind, no water. But you can't have it all boxed up where they're going to get mildew. That's the thing. Or mold. Mm-hmm. Anything like that. Um, they're very worried that, like, you can wrap your bees. But you can't have, like, oh, we had a warm day in the winter. The sun came out. And then it got cold again. But you got them all wrapped up. That's when you get moisture in there and mm-hmm. it just ends badly. Right.
1: Um that, that's how you end up getting them
0: sick or, or killing your bees. Yeah.
1: So I saw a lot of people would uh, put their bees like two or three, their hives like two or three feet away from a fence mm-hmm. or a wall to keep the, uh, the wind away. Um,
0: I was told you do not want to put your bees right next to a water source. Mm-hmm. You will have angry, pissed off bees all the time. And every time you go out to your bees, they're going to be in a bad mood. Mm-hmm. And... I know we told you, you need a water source, but not a water source next to the hive. Um, You got to make them work for it a little bit.
1: There you go. Because
0: pretty much my experience is, anytime bees are around water, they're going to be more pissed off. Mm -hmm. And so you want to avoid
1: that. All right. Uh, Do you want to talk real quick about uh, harvesting honey? All right. Let's hear about harvesting honey. Now, well, before you jump into
0: that, I would say, have you seen this flow hive all over the YouTube? Yes. Let's talk about harvesting honey with that. Now, there are negative reviews everywhere and positive reviews. Now, basically, what happens is these different frames, Mm -hmm. when you harvest honey, this is all weird to me, but... uh, and I'm looking at my notes here people will uh, you basically separate the hives and that's how you right you know the not the hives the the frames the frames yep and 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 then you extract the honey mhm um the way they do it with that flow hive is they basically crank it apart mhm i guess people who are all about bees are Worried that maybe you're crushing bees mm-hmm. when you crank them apart.
1: Yeah, I've and heard... you're not
0: getting in there and, mm-hmm. and doing it. They also, a lot of people are very angry about it's a lazy man way
1: mm-hmm. of harvesting honey. Yeah, I want all my work to be the lazy man way. I
0: am the lazy man, yeah, so that's I the don't best know way to why do work. that would be a problem. But tell me about harvesting honey. Uh, what were well, you going to say? But
1: they generally, what you would want to do. Is uh, you're gonna take the frames out? Yeah. Take all the bees off. You just brush them off gently. Oh, so we don't crush them? No, you don't. You don't just smash them all. Okay. Brush the bees off. You want to get all the frames inside a room because they're gonna want to come and get that honey back. So you want a bee-proof room to do this in, with hot and cold water. All right. So your kitchen would work for that. Oh. Uh-huh. As long as you have good screens.
0: Now I was told it can be a
1: sticky mess. Well, it can be, if you do do it the right way. You it's have not a solution. A disaster. All right. Right. You're gonna want to take a take a knife and slice all the wax off the front of one of the frames. Okay. That's gonna free up the honey because they fill up these these things with uh, with honey and then they cap it with beeswax. Okay. Now save the beeswax because that can come in useful for other stuff. Then you're gonna set it in an extractor. What an extractor is basically a, a a bowl that spins. You can get uh, electric ones or hand crank ones, and you're just gonna get it spinning, and all the honey is just gonna come out. All the work for you. Most of these extractors uh, hold about four frames. Okay. So you do that. Frames go right back in there. Drop done. it back now in. You, the, now the extractor has a drain on it.
0: I'm probably going to regret asking this because you may not know the answer. Mm-hmm. But now, do we leave honey
1: in the hive? You only want to take. Yeah, what do we Only want to take frames that are full. So if it's only partially done, you know, only partially filled up with honey, just leave it. Leave it, leave be. it be. Okay. Right. The idea is that the bees would create enough honey for both themselves and you. They have an like ac- excess of honey. All excess. right, so so you, once you do that, you're gonna uh, have a, a spigot on the bottom of your extractor, and then there you go. You pour it into jars, get it sealed up pretty quick, and you're good to go. You've got honey, and then it lasts forever. Forever, infinity, right. infinity. That's how, how long it lasts.
0: Nice. Now, so I don't know. I know we're kind of jumping all over the place. When you want to start beekeeping in the spring. Right. Because you basically want to give them time to get established and build up honey and do everything before winter comes. Right. Because if you go and set your bees up in September, what's going to happen is cold's going to come and they're not going to have honey. They're not going to be ready and they're all going to die over the winter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, that depends where you live. I don't know.
1: Mm-hmm. But I
0: just know in the Northeast, that's typically yeah, you how. want to start in the spring. That and... would play. Um, you need to, like I'd mentioned, talk to uh, you know the clubs or or somebody that you know is an experienced beekeeper, and be able to inspect your hive. Now, the things you're inspecting for, like Kevin had mentioned, is they may build all crazy stuff with their wax and not kind of go in the order that you want them to. Mm-hmm. And basically, you just end up breaking it apart and you know discouraging it. Right. Um. Again. That's something you'd get from an expert, not from me. So that's why I suggest maybe a hive or, you know, whatever. You're going to want to look at books and Mm -hmm. spend some time getting familiar with this. You don't want to just jump in and and kill a bunch of bees. Um, A lot of people say you actually want to start off with two hives because one will probably die. Right. And, you know, that sucks. And it's not the way you want it to be, but... Same thing. You're always looking for disease or mites or anything like that. Um, One of the tricks that I I heard from people is they actually take uh, a uh, powdered sugar Mm -hmm. and with like a flour sifter and they'll go in and they'll sift uh, the uh, sugar all over the bees and then it forces the bees to groom each other. Mm -hmm. And they end up cleaning each other off and when they do that, that ends up getting rid of the mites and, and taking care of it. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, one way people go about doing it. And I'm not saying just go in and, and shake sugar in there all the time.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm
0: saying if you had a problem and
1: that's why you inspect yeah, things. that might, might be the easiest solution.
0: That That's a solution.
1: All right. So is there anything else on bees here you want to talk I, about? I have a
0: little bit more. Right. Um, so one of the reasons you may want to get a swarm... And we talked about that is because bees only swarm when they're healthy. Right. So you know right away, all right, these bees are already doing good. Mm -hmm. You know, if bees, a beehive is having problems, they're not going to swarm and separate. Right. So you know you're getting a good batch. So that was something I wanted to mention. Um, uh, Yeah. So one of the... uh, let me see what else water source, uh, the organic. Um, so what do you do with all this honey and wax? Mm-hmm. That would be my last, uh, uh, thought here is so you can obviously sell honey, make honey for yourself. Maybe you want to make mead. Maybe you want to ensure that you have alcohol through the apocalypse, right? That's a, that's an important thing. You know, you got to have your priorities right. And if there's no sugar, sweet source, Mm -hmm. then you might have trouble. Mm -hmm. And this is why you're thinking bees, because originally you were like, you know, Chuck, I don't care about bees. I don't want bees. They sting. They make me angry. They're just annoying. And then you remember apocalypse. No sugar. We don't grow sugar cane. Turns out corn syrup. I don't really understand what that is, but it's probably <laughs> not good. Um, so you need to have a plan, and bees are your plan to alcohol. Yes, throughout eternity, you know. Mm-hmm. So that um, some people will use the bee, the honey, to make soap. Now there's a lot more involved in soap yeah. than just honey. That's only a small part. Mm -hmm. but it's something that you can sell at the farmer's market and kind of build up your brand. Artesian soap. Artesian. Yeah. Um, They make a lot of lotions and creams and things
1: like that. And the beeswax has a lot of use for it.
0: Wax, you can, you know, obviously candles and then, you know, whatever. But there's a lot of cool things that people are doing with the wax. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's not a bad hobby to get into, and it's not super high-maintenance
1: Right, you're not um, spending a lot of money, you're not spending a lot of time on it. It seems like a pretty simple, uh, simple project. If it's if it's something that it you're, is a you're little interested.
0: scary, but if it's something you're thinking about and something you know you might be interested in, then
1: mm-hmm. maybe you know
0: it's something worth you know giving a little time to.
1: Yeah. Now I saw a news story in the Guardian. Tell me. Uh, apparently, there's a huge increase in beehive theft in Belgium because right now it's a uh, a huge growth uh, in in the hobby and people doing it. So everybody's stealing each other's bee beehives and going over and smashing each other's beehives. Yeah. And uh, it says rogue beekeepers and dirty tricks blamed for rise in Belgium hive heists. You know, the most recent one 150,000 bees were stolen in a Flemish town. And uh, they said it had to have at least at least three people, a truck and a trailer to load all these bees up, mm-hmm. and just gone. No idea where they went to. Where did they go? Mm. Hmm. Bees. Three bee people, a truck, a trailer, and maybe a small boy. Right. This is ridiculous. Who steals bees? That's just rude. That just seems like going that, that into your neighbor's garden and, and stealing their vegetables out of it. That just seems rude. It wasn't
0: Smokey Bear or anything? I, or Yo- Yogi know, wasn't Yogi, there? Yogi, whoever? Yeah, I don't, I don't know right.
1: what happened. All right. But uh, apparently it's all over the place. And sometimes they're just going over to be jerks and smashing each other's hives up. Sounds right. Or stealing the good bees and leaving the bad ones. Maybe it's just the Belgium. So I
0: think what we've learned here is you need to stay away from Belgium. Is what we're getting at. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, what do you know about Netflix and their new political correctness? I don't know anything about it. Nothing, huh? All right. Well, it turns out that they've come up with a genius policy that you are no longer allowed to stare at someone for more than five seconds. All right. Because that is a form of harassment. And they recommend that if somebody stares at you for more than five seconds,
1: you should just scream in their face. How would you know if they've been staring at you for five seconds? Well, you're counting every time. Have you been staring staring at them? Right now, watching them. Are you watching them? Right now, I'm
0: counting how long you've been looking in my direction. All right. So this is something you know
1: we all need to worry about: is how much are we really staring? Well, I mean, in general, if you are making direct eye contact, right. With another grown adult, another grown man that you don't know, that means you're about to fight. I mean, that's (laughs) just how it goes.
0: Now, I always used to kind of avert my eyes. And I was always told, oh, you make people uncomfortable because you don't look at them. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, you know, I'm awesome and I'm going to intimidate them. And if I keep staring they're going to get uncomfortable and oh my god yeah, this guy's awesome your and start screaming at me <laughs> now i feel like it's gone full circle mm-hmm. so you know
1: all right just something to be aware of you know i mean in general how how does a, a young man flirt with a young lady don't you make eye contact and i was you told you connection there and the then you king? you know if you if you look at a girl and she looks away that means she's not interested in you Exactly. But that's how you know. But that now is... you'll never you're never gonna know.
0: That only sounds right to me. So, yeah. now tell me this, I'm going to just float this idea out here. Now, I don't want to give away like upcoming podcasts and get you guys all excited. But just tell me if this seems wrong to you. I'm thinking for our next podcast. Now, work with me. What if we call it a car a body and a gun. And then have it like, how would you dispose of these items if you had to?
1: No, is that wrong? Yeah, that sounds terrible. That sounds That's like a great horrible idea. Oh, it is a great it's podcast. It's a good idea. I mean, it's not a good idea to be making that show, but I'm sure people want to hear about it.
0: So maybe you guys might want to give us some feedback mm-hmm. and let us know. If this is something we should if pursue. If any of you
1: guys have ever successfully disposed of a car, if you have let any me ideas, know, I'm well, curious about that. Pretty
0: good idea. Well, that was the thing. I came across some useful information All right. on some of these items, and I was like, well, I don't know if this is maybe crossing lines.
1: Mm. Well, they say that one thing you don't want to do is pull a car into a vacant lot and set it on fire because it just sends up a big black smoke signal to every cop in the area. Well that something's over there. I
0: have some thoughts on that. All so right. we'll we'll talk about that. All right. Now and some of these you can get rid of all three at once. Alright. I mean it's
1: kind of a win. Like a triple triple win. A triple
0: threat. So all right. all right. So there's that. Now also you guys know that we have some sponsors, some people who like to support the survival and basic badass podcast. Um, Battle Box. Mm-hmm. They got some great gear. Um, basically, Awesome Knife shows up. Seems to me every month you're going to get an Awesome Knife in the mail. Mm-hmm. Um, for a small investment, you just get joy. least mm-hmm. the way I say it. Yep. And what I can offer you is if you guys use the code BADASS, you're going to get 10% off. So we're saving you money and getting you Awesome Knives I don't know what more you'd want out of life. That's it. Um, Also, maybe you're a gunfighter. Maybe you're like, Chuck, you know what? I really just need to focus on my Mm AR-15s and get my guns in order. And I don't have time for extra, you know, survival items, knives. You're obsessed with that kind of thing. Then let me recommend TACPAC. Now, these guys send you awesome AR-15 gear, and, you know, various survival stuff, but they seem to focus towards the gunfighter. hmm um, You know, a lot of different neat ideas, a lot of cool tools, tricks, different stuff there. But if you use the code BADASS, because they know you're interested in guns, they're going to send you a gun cleaning mat. hmm So you're going to get that free by using the code BADASS. All right. We're looking out for you. Uh-huh. Um... Also, you guys know that uh, you know, we're on iTunes and the way people hear about us and, and learn new uh you know, how awesome we are is by you leaving reviews. So yeah, maybe definitely uh
1: would appreciate a couple of reviews, whatever whatever format you listen to this on.
0: Kevin would uh recommend that you send him an email and tell yeah. us how you feel about getting rid of bodies.
1: Guns. Yeah, if you've got an idea on a good way to get rid of a car, because I'm going to have to trump Chuck's idea. Whatever it is, apparently, it's a good one. It's a good one. So send me some ideas on how to get rid of a car or a body or a gun. I have preppingbadass at or gmail.com. All or all three. All right.
0: So also, I want to mention a member of the uh, Self Defense Radio, Radio Network. Network. Right. Um, and with that, stay safe and We'll talk to you guys.
1: great outdoors month celebration presented by battery tender every tuesday in june from 7 to 11 p.m eastern join us for land management tips family hunts and conservation centric films as we show our appreciation for the great outdoors when you go out there and the fish are where
0: you think they are any one of these casts could be the bite it's the most exciting
1: fishing that i know right here at hawk's Cave.